0: Good morning, Gateway Church. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Bin, and I'm a pastor in the city of Perth, Fortress WA. That's correct. It is so good that I could have this conversation with you today, and I want to thank your pastors, Pastor Rick, Pastor Marcy. Thank you so much for the opportunity to open up the Word of God to the amazing people at Gateway And thank you so much for loving my family, Tran and the kids. We love you a lot. We thank God for placing you both in our lives. And uh, yeah, it's just great knowing you. And Gateway, you guys, you have an amazing couple. Keep loving them. Keep supporting them. Keep praying for them. They're the best. Well, this morning here, I um, want to talk about the need in being courageous in sharing the gospel because I really think that there will be a day when uh, you and I will stand before God and he'll ask us this question I've saved you and what did you do with that redeemed life and how we answer that question will reveal the extent of our love for Jesus I mean if Jesus is our prized possession our ultimate treasure surely we want to share Jesus with everyone amen surely we want to proclaim the gospel of Jesus to all people and so what i want to do is this morning i want to take us uh, to 1st Thessalonians chapter 2 verses 1 to 6 and before i look into the text i want to give us some context okay now Luke, he writes in Acts chapter 16, there was a moment when the Holy Spirit stopped Paul and Silas from preaching, right? They were about to enter Bithynia and Holy Spirit says, don't go that way. Holy Spirit says, I want you guys to go to Macedonia. And so Paul being obedient, went towards Macedonia and they entered into the town of Philippi and then later on they find themselves in Thessalonica and there Paul would preach the gospel many came to know Jesus and a church was planted years later on Paul would write two letters to his brothers and sisters in Thessalonica and the letters are found in the New Testament 1st Thessalonians is the first letter 2nd Thessalonians is the second letter and so this morning, we're going to look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 to 6. So if you have your Bible, why don't you get your Bibles out? Or if it's on your phone, get the phone out and find Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 to 6. Let me read the Word of God before I uh, unpack it. Here we go. For you yourselves know, brothers you know, and sisters that our coming to you was not in vain. But though we had already suffered and been shamefully treated in Philippi, as you know, we had boldness in our God to declare to you the gospel of God in the midst of much conflict. For our appeal does not spring from error or impurity or any attempt to deceive, but just... As we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak, not to please man, but to please God who tests our hearts. For we never came with words of flattery, as you know, nor with a pretext for greed, God is witness. And verse 6, Nor did we seek glory from God, whether from you or from others, though we could have made demands, as Apostles of Christ. I titled my message, The Need for Gospel Courage. I mean, if you have made the decision to follow Jesus, why is it that you and I must have this courage to share the gospel message? And my prayer is that after this conversation, uh, you and I would leave knowing why, We ought to share the message of Jesus to everyone. Well, let me pray and invite God to be our great teacher before I look into the text. Let's close our eyes, bow our heads, and let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for your word. As we begin to dive into your word, I pray that you would help us all. Holy Spirit, will you be our great teacher right now? God, will you use me to expound your word to your people Will you open up our eyes and our ears to hear your word. And may we not be just hearers, but also doers of the word of God. So Lord, will you help us in this time? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, here we go. So Paul starts off by saying, if you look carefully in verse 2, that gospel courage comes from God alone. In other words, the seed of gospel courage is God. Look with me in verse 2. But though we had already suffered and been shamefully treated in Philippi, as you know, we had boldness in who? Our God. To declare to you the gospel of God in the midst of much conflict. Can you see that? The seed of gospel courage comes from god the boldness to share despite the persecution the suffering it comes from god and then paul also says the weeds of gospel courage now when i talk about weeds i'm talking about what hinders us from sharing the gospel all right not the things that maybe some people smoke all right if you are a growing lawn And you see weeds, you know what I'm talking about. They kind of suffocate your lawn. They kind of hinder the growth of your lawn. Is that right? Especially now when it's spring, we would like to see a nice green patch of lawn. We don't like weeds, right? Well, look with me what hinders us from being courageous. It's the fear of man. Look in verse 4 and verse 6. But just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak not to please man, but to please God who tests our hearts. And Paul says in verse 6 Nor did we seek glory from people, whether from you or from others, though we could have made demands as apostles of Christ. You notice what Paul said? What hinders us from being courageous is the fear of man. Here's the thing who we fear ends up being who we obey. If we fear God, we obey God. If we fear man, we obey man. But this morning here, I'm not here to talk about the seed of gospel courage or the weeds of gospel courage, but the need for gospel courage. Why must followers of Jesus have the, should have the passion to share the gospel? Well, we need to look in verse 1 For the answer to that. Go with me to the very beginning of this passage in verse 1. Look what Paul wrote. For you yourselves know, brothers and sisters, that our coming to you was not in vain. Let's stop right there. The key word here is the word vain. And we all know what vain means. It means what? Emptiness or fruitless or... Hopelessness or useless without results, right? And Paul wanted to remind the brothers and sisters in Thessalonica that when they came, when he and Silas came, despite the opposition, despite the persecution and suffering, the time that he spent in that city was not in vain. It was not hollow. It was not empty. It was not without meaning. But rather, it was fruitful, it was meaningful, it was purposeful. Now, to understand this, I want to take us to Acts chapter 17. So, you have your Bible, turn with me to Acts 17, verses 1 and 2. Let me read the Word of God. Now, when they, the they here would be Paul and Silas, had passed through Ampipolis. And at Polonia, they came to Thessalonica. So this was the first time they came to the city of Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. The synagogue is like the church where the Jewish people would meet. And Paul went in, as was his custom. And on three Sabbath days, he reasoned with them from the scripture. Did you notice that? Paul was in the city and three Sabbath, which would be a Saturday for the Jewish people, three weekends, he came to reason with them. He came to teach them about Jesus. Three weekends. You know, many scholars would say that um, Paul only spent three weeks in Thessalonica. Some would say maybe a bit more, maybe two months. But most of them would say this, that the time that Paul spent in Thessalonica was not as long as when he was in Corinth or Ephesus. The time that Paul spent in Thessalonica would have been only a couple of months, a short period of time. Because as you read through Acts chapter 17, he moves on to the next city, to the next city, from Beria to Athens, He wasn't in Thessalonica for a long period of time. Here's my point. Even though Paul's time in Thessalonica was very brief, he found the courage to share the gospel. The short time in the city was not in vain. You know, many people came to know Jesus. Jewish people, Gentile people. It was a fruitful time of ministry and a church was established during Paul's short time in the city. Friends, do you know that you and I, we are like the Pauls and Silas, and the city that God has placed us in is our Thessalonica. Melbourne or Perth or Sydney or wherever God has placed you, that is your Thessalonica. You're only there for a very short time period of time do you know that life is very very short we're only here for a very short period of time the need for you and for me to be courageous is this so that our existence our life our time on the face of this planet is not in vain do you know that if we are willing to be courageous to share jesus you know our personal existence your existence and my existence will be more meaningful will be more purposeful will be more enjoyable you know a lot of you may not know this but i'm actually 46 years old that's right i look 16 i know it's probably the asian genes it's all those rice and soya sauce that we eat but did you know that uh, I've been in this country for 41 years. I came here in 1981 as a refugee from Vietnam. You know, my family, we escaped Vietnam after the Vietnam War, which ended in the mid 70s. Before my family escaped, my uncle, right, he knew that we were about to leave. And my uncle was the first. To meet Jesus in our family. You know, in the mid-70s, missionaries came into Vietnam and they shared the gospel message to my uncle. They shared of this Jesus who loved my uncle, who died for my uncle, who rose for my uncle. And if my uncle were to place his trust in Jesus, he would have this relationship with the Father and the Holy Spirit would live in him. You know, when he heard that good news, that gospel message, He said, I want Jesus in my life. Well, my uncle knew that my parents would soon escape Vietnam in a very small wooden fishing boat. You know, the boat was only around seven meters long and there were 36 Vietnamese refugees packed onto this boat. There's a photo. It's not the actual photo of the boat, but the boat that we were in looked a bit like this photo here. You know, my uncle knew that the window in sharing the gospel was getting narrower and narrower. And he kept sharing Jesus to my mother and my father. He said that Jesus loves you. Jesus wants to save you. And my parents says, we don't want anything to do with Jesus. We don't believe in Jesus. We worship, you know, our ancestors. And my uncle said this to my parents. When you're out at sea and you are desperate, cry out to Jesus because he loves you He loves his family. He has a purpose for you. He has a purpose for Bin and Tao. Tao is my sister. She was only 10 months then. I was four years old. So my uncle said to my parents, when you're out at sea and you are desperate, cry out to Jesus because he loves you and he has a purpose for you. He wants to save you. Did you know we're out at sea and one night there was a wave and storm The swell would have been around 10 to 15 meters high. And we all thought that the boat would capsize. My dad cried out, Jesus, if you are real, if you really do love my family, if you have a purpose for us, will you save us? Did you know within five to ten minutes, silence, the waves, the storm, it was calmed. That's why when I read the gospel and when Jesus, our Lord Jesus, calmed the storm, it hits me personally because it reminded me of what took place some 40 years ago. There was one moment when we were being chased by pirates. Yeah, pirates were chasing. us. I remember as a little boy crying, screaming because I saw these men chasing after us. My father cried out, Jesus if you were real, would you save my family? Would you let us escape? And we managed to escape from the pirates. And there are many other stories where my father would cry out and Jesus saved. Well, long story short, the little small wooden fishing boat managed to find land. And we found an island in Indonesia. And there were a lot of Vietnamese refugees. And one day, missionaries came through. Missionaries came through and guess who they were sharing? Jesus! They were sharing the good news of Jesus and they asked who want Jesus into their lives and mum and dad looked at each other and said that was the Jesus that our brother shared to us back in Vietnam that was the Jesus I cried out to the Jesus who saved us and both mum and dad lifted their hands and said we want Jesus into our lives you know, Jesus saved us not only physically, but he also saved our family spiritually. Well, my uncle would always remind me of this, and he would tell people this story because he said that he was so glad he had the courage to share the gospel to his sister and his brother. And you know, he's very proud of me today because I'm also a pastor. You know, my uncle also escaped Vietnam two years after our family. And to this day, he's a Baptist minister in Sydney. For the last 30 years, he's been pastoring in Sydney. And he would always say this, that he was so glad he found the courage to share the gospel to his brother and sister. He feels that his life today is more meaningful, more purposeful, because he had the courage to share the gospel message some 40 years ago. Friends, that is the need for gospel courage. So that your life and my life becomes more meaningful, becomes more purposeful, becomes more enjoyable. That our existence takes on significance when we are willing to be courageous to share the gospel message to many people. Is there someone who needs to hear the good news from you this week? Is it a loved one? Is it a family member? Colleagues? Peers? Friends? Why don't you ask God to give you the courage to share the gospel this week? And I guarantee you, if you're willing to do that, the life that you live, the life that I live, will not be wasted. It will bear much fruit and it will not be in vain god bless you gateway church to be courageous to share the good news of jesus christ let me pray for us as we conclude let's pray god thank you so much for reminding us in your word that our life takes on more meaning more purpose more significance when we are willing to be courageous to share. Lord, will you help us to be bold to share despite any persecution or hardship or suffering that we would share about you to many people so that our life will never be in vain. Will you bless Gateway Church? Will you bless us all as we continue to follow Jesus, to know him, and make him known. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. Bye for now.